All righty, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz, Fantasy Football Podcast. And Wiz, I was uh, reading today that uh, the first two teams, rookies, the Bills and the Raiders, are starting to report to camp. And uh, you and I are uh, getting a head start on doing our team podcasts. Yeah, it's getting, uh, you know, it's getting getting closer and closer. I've already had a couple of, you know, dates set up for my draft. So uh, even a couple uh, last week of August. So uh, looking really like uh, only like six weeks away from uh, a couple of drafts. And uh, and uh, it'll, it'll be here before we know it. And, um, you know, we're trying to get people uh, as best prepared for these drafts as uh, we possibly can. Yeah, and then the Veterans Report next week. We got the Hall of Fame game the first week of August. And then uh, the first of three weeks of preseason football starts in the second week of August. So, uh so yeah, we're, so we're doing each and every division, team by team, uh, podcast discussing uh, fantasy projections and our, our views on teams uh, as we head into the 2022 season. And we're starting with the AFC South, and the Houston Texans are the first team to discuss there. And you know, we're looking a little bit closer at things. And you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, obviously the Deshaun Watson thing hung over this franchise you know, for the better part of the last 18 months. But, but Davis Mills, as the season went on last year, it was a rough start for him. But as the season went on, there started to become much more consistent performance from the player to the point, actually, in the last nine games he started, he averaged 250 yards uh, a, a game, 14 touchdowns, and only five interceptions. Uh, so after a difficult start in his rookie season, you know, Davis Mills actually showed some potential, and I'm not by any means suggesting that people should kind of go run out here. But, you know, Houston's got some decisions to make on their future. And I think what they saw in the latter half of last year gives them a little hope that potentially some momentum carries into the 2022 season. Yeah, I mean, as a Viking fan, I really was hoping they would have taken um, Mills over Kellen Mond. Um, But nonetheless, yeah, Davis Mills played well. And to your point, he was playing better as the season was going on. Uh, he's certainly not anyone I would draft in a standard league where you're starting one quarterback. However, he enters the discussion in a league where it's a super flex league where um, you have to start two receipts, two quarterbacks. So he may be in the conversation as uh, someone that you could have as your second quarterback. But in standard leagues where you're starting one, and even um, as your backup, I just think there are quarterbacks that just have better weapons around him. Uh, to help him in terms of fantasy football. So uh, that's the only thing I would maybe say about Davis Mills. If you're in a super flex league where you have to start two quarterbacks, he's in the discussion as your second quarterback. But uh, I don't think either one of us is going to be drafting him in standard leagues. Yeah, and, and, and let me ask you this. Do you think, you know, kind of the backdrop here when you look at this, Lovey Smith, the new coach this year, um, formerly of the Chicago Bears, when you look at this team, you know, with a team that is going to potentially be playing from behind, really not a lot of high-caliber players on the on the defensive side of the football either. Do you, is that something that you think kind of factors into the fact that, you know, Davis Mills and the Houston Texans are going to be playing from behind a lot, and that kind of adds to the potential to, you know, kind of pump up those offensive numbers? Yeah, it would, except like I, I was saying a second ago, I just feel like aside from Brandon Cooks, there's not much – um, reliable talent or even fantasy football starters. And, uh, 
you know, you look at the running back situation, and Rex Burkhead played well, actually, the last couple of games down the stretch last year, and then they signed Marlon Mack, who just doesn't look like the same player to me um, since that nasty injury he had a few seasons ago, and they drafted Damian Pierce from Florida. So there are three guys, and I'm not sure how it's going to shape out, but the one thing it is because of all of each other, none of them are guys that I would draft in standard leagues and uh you'd have to kind of reach for them as maybe your fifth or sixth running back if you have that much room on your you know uh, it depends how much how deep your rosters go but none of those players any players that i'd be looking to draft i really would be surprised uh if any of those guys finished inside at the top 30 or 35 at the position yeah, I can easily see uh, someone as the season kind of wears down, wears on. Uh, if someone goes down with an injury, uh, that one of these players becomes more viable from a fantasy perspective. But to start the season, I could see a, a lot of cannibalization at the running back position for the Houston Texans. Yeah, there's no question about that. And, you know, yeah, you have to see, and you never know about injuries, and then it could take on a different dynamic. But as you could see going to the season, Marlon Max says he looks you know, everyone's saying Marlon Mack looks really good, and they're high on Damian Pierce as well, and Rex Burkhead is just a solid football player, and he uh, he did play well in the fantasy football players especially, so it's something that I'm most likely going to avoid. Uh, but, you know, when you move to the wide receiver position, there there is – there is more thing, more players and a better situation to be optimistic about. Brandon Cooks is rock solid, uh, and the game script, as you mentioned, with the Texans trailing, makes him a receiver that you know should be drafted in all formats. Somewhere between, you know, I don't know, wide receiver two sounds about right, right around maybe 20 at the position. Nico Collins is a talented young player. And John Michi is someone we'll see with the injury uh, that he suffered last year, uh, how quickly he could come back, how much of this season he's going to miss. But um, there's potential to like all three of those players, but the only one I feel confident and is a safe pick is Brandon Cooks. Yeah, and I agree with you. It's kind of amazing when you think about it. This is a player in Brandon Cooks who's been traded a couple of times for number one picks. Four different teams. I'm not sure any player in the NFL can claim for four different teams he had 1,000 yards receiving. I'm going to guess that's probably a no. He did it with the starting out with the Saints, the Patriots, the Rams, and then the Texans. But I'm going to say no one in NFL history, aside from Brandon Cooks, has done that feat. I'll have to do some checking on that. Uh, pretty remarkable. As you mentioned, Mechie, the fact that he got hurt so late in the season, I think that makes it a bit of a challenge to get on the field this season. There's a couple of veterans that you know, maybe in a game or two, depending on what happens, like a Philip Dorsett or Chris Conley, you, know, you could see them make noise, but I would, even if that would have happened for me personally, that's some, that's a situation that I would avoid on waiver wires, no matter what, just don't see it. So uh, aside from Brandon Cooks, was maybe Nico Collins does take that step up. Could Nico Collins go from a guy that caught 30 odd balls last year to a guy that could catch you over 50 this year? Uh, you know, a possibility, a possibility, uh, big player, very tall player, but yeah, obviously he's going to make the he's going to need to make some uh, strides in terms of improving uh, at the NFL level. And the player that interests me that could make uh, things a little bit easier for Davis Mills and maybe be that second leading pass catcher is Brevin Jordan. Uh, second year, I always like that first to second year jump. He 
may have the position all to himself. And um, he's not a player that I'd be drafting uh, with any confidence as a top 12 at the position. But he's a player that I maybe wouldn't mind having as my second tight end. We're kind of waiting and watching to see what happens there if he could take a big jump uh if he could pay, take a big jump up if not he's always a drop candidate as well but uh he he could be the one player I'm looking on that roster from an offensive standpoint that could give Brandon Cooks a little bit of support and maybe be the second guy for Davis Mills to throw the ball to but I'm not drafting him with the intent of starting him but I would categories uh, Brevin Jordan under the title of interesting. Yeah, I agree with that, right? He averaged about three and a half targets per game. He only started playing after week eight last year. He did not play in week 18 uh, or, or the final week of the NFL season. Um, he did score three touchdowns uh, in the second half of the year. And again, you know, as we mentioned, game script, and you could see a young quarterback who, by the way, also Davis Mills, his his completion percentage was in those in those last nine games was actually 70%. So maybe safer routes being taken in terms of pass in terms of the past attempts and, and, and what he's looking at. So yeah, I would I would categorize the same way as interesting and I could see a player that could definitely take a step up and you know he is more of a receiving tight end than a blocking tight end. And Brevin Jordan is certainly a candidate for that. Yeah, in terms of the special teams, um Fairbairn is the kicker, Texans as the defense. Uh, neither of those two entities will be on any of my fantasy leagues, uh, any team that I could guarantee, and uh, I'm sure you feel the same. <laughs> I call this defense no name, and uh, I, I do mean that, even though they did they did draft Stingley, so uh, a young player that we talked about uh, you know, pre-draft uh, from LSU, uh, someone who definitely has uh, a potential uh, you know, as, an, as a, as a you know, star and as an NFL secondary player. Uh, Fairbairn from a few years ago, Wiz, you know, he had the big year a couple of years ago with Watson in this offense, over 150 points scored. I don't know what the hell's happened to him, but he can't make extra points and he can't make long kicks anymore and therefore staying away from that player. Yeah, when you're down by 21 points in the fourth quarter, you're probably not going to be running up for too many field goals. <laughs> All right, so that's a wrap-up on the Texans, Wiz. Uh I guess that means next we go to the Indianapolis Colts. A little bit more interesting discussion from a fantasy perspective. A Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. We're going over each and every NFL team as we break them down into the 2022 season. Good job, Wiz, and talk to you on the other side about the Indianapolis Colts. We got it.